Hey, man, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and you are listening to the Bedatitudes podcast, episode 11, where we take a look at the Bedatitude, blessed are the dads who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Um, and as we do with every Bedatitude, and as I do in the book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, each chapter breaks down into three parts. First, we look at our relationship as sons of the father. Um, secondly, we look at our relationship with our wife. And then thirdly, our relationship with our kids. How does that particular bedatitude um, order our relationships, uh, first as sons of God, then as husbands to our wives, and then finally to, as fathers to our children? Um, so with this bedatitude, blessed are the dads who hunger and thirst for righteousness. What does that really mean? You know, righteousness doesn't mean being perfect all the time. It, it doesn't mean following the rules or the laws perfectly. Um, you know, St. Paul even talks about this, you know, where he, he, he talks about, you know, if you having been, you know, saved by the spirit, will you now return to the, to the law? Um, we, we, as men, you know, want, just want to know what to do. We just want a map. Just give me the, give me the map, give me the directions. I'm going to do the thing, you know, and there's, there's a lot to be said about that. I mean, that, that makes us productive. That makes us effective. That makes us goal focused. That's all very good. But in terms of our spiritual walk, you know, we can't just check the boxes and say we did the things and, and know that that's, that's all we need to do. The, the hungering and thirsting for righteousness really speaks to a reordering of our internal life. You know, uh, it speaks to us looking at ourselves through God's eyes and saying, Lord, make me the man you want me to be. You know, I, I want to respond to my wife and my kids the way you want me to. But again, I don't know how to do that, like we've been talking about through this whole series. So teach me, Lord, how can I be the husband, the father, the man you want me to be? Um, and hungering and thirsting for righteousness means that I'm willing to pursue that even at the cost of my comfort zone. You know, the, the, the other thing that we all like, and this is not just men, this is men and women, we like to be comfortable. We like to do what's familiar. We like to stick to you know, what we're, what, what we know how to do. We don't like it when we're asked either by God or our wife or our kids to do things that are outside that comfort zone. It makes it hard for us. That's true for me. It's true for everybody. Um, but hungering and thirsting for righteousness means that, you know, I want so much to be the man that God created me to be, to be the husband that God is calling me to be so I can show my wife, his love, to be the father that my kids need me to be so that when they look at me, they can see God's love shining out of my face. You know, I want that so much that I'm willing to be uncomfortable for it. You know, it's, 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 it's worth making that sacrifice for. So how do I do that? How do I, you know, operationalize that um, if, if, if it's not enough to just do the right things and check off the boxes? What it means is, and I talk about this in the book in more detail, but just hitting the highlights here. Number one, you have to start with a mission. You have to kind of identify the goal, right? So how do we figure that out? And often, you know, when we pray, when we pray, even when I'm suggesting, we start to come up with these wild ideas, these random sort of abstract concepts of, well, I have to be, you know, I have to do this kind of service or I have to be involved in this kind of project. We, we miss the opportunities that are right in front of our face. Right. So the first step has to be looking at our actual relationship with our wife and our kids. Right. And, and asking ourselves, if I were going to be responding more the way I feel that God would be calling me to here, what virtues would I need to display? You know, would I need to be more patient? Would I need to be more generous, more respectful, uh, more compassionate, um, you know, more confident for that matter, uh, more honest, 
right? More assertive in some cases. What are, what are the virtues that would enable me to handle this situation in a way that would let me be my best and invite the other person to be their best selves as well? That, that's got to be my goal. It can't just be winning the argument, right? It's, it, it can't just be um, making the decision. It has to be whatever I do, my focus, if I'm going to hunger and thirst for righteousness, because righteousness has to do with right order, you know, the right order that God created me and everything around me to function. So if, if I am, if things are functioning in right order, that means that I am being my best and my words and actions are, in, are actually not just calling the other person to be their best, but bringing out the best in them. Because right? we, we often will do things, right? We'll, we, get, we get all puffed up and we, we say, I'm, I'm going to discipline my kids, you know, or I'm going to tell my wife what for because I'm working for her good. Um, but, but what we're really doing is being bullies. You know, I mean, I don't mean to be, but, but that's, that's how it comes off. Um, and, and what we really need to be doing instead is saying, am I making sure that my words and actions are actually bringing out the best in my kid? Actually bringing out the best in my wife. If I say something to my kid or to my spouse and I, and I get the eye roll or I get the, the, the defensive reaction, you know, we have a tendency to see that as willfulness or stubbornness or resistance or control or whatever. When, when really, you know, there's a saying Marshall McLuhan used to say, the meaning of the message is the response you get. And um, I need to take that response that my kids get me, the resistance that I get, the, the pushback from my wife. I need to hear that as the message that I'm not speaking and behaving in a way that's bringing out the best in them. Now, I can't control how they respond, and I want to be clear, it's not my job to find the right buttons to push to make them be their best. But, but what it is my job to do is, is to really do my best to set up the conditions in which they could be their best, right? And respond to what, what they're doing in a way that invites them to be their best. Um, and and, and it, so we have to do more than just have the intention of going in there and saying, well, I did this, you know, I did this to be, so they could be their best. It, it's, I have to be prayerfully reflecting on what qualities... What virtues do I need to display here and what actions would those virtues produce or what words would those virtues cause me to say that would more likely bring out the best in me and in the other person? So that's number one, really kind of identifying the goal, right? Be clarifying that, that mission. Um, and then, you know, leaning into that. We, in, in the practice with our clients at CatholicCounselors.com, we, we talk about this uh, vision of the self that we call the whole, healed, godly, grace-filled self. You know, you've probably seen somebody, I mean, either in real life or in a movie or something, who just walks into the room and they look like they've got their stuff together. You know, there's just something about them that, um, that, that draws your eye and, and, and makes you know that this person, you know, they walk with confidence. They just carry themselves in a, in a very friendly, casual, but, 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 but confident way. They seem to know what they're doing, you know. Um, I, I want you to imagine that version of yourself. And even if we don't think we can be that person all the time, it's okay. It's, we're pretending, right? And I want you to imagine being that guy, the guy who has that virtue, that quality that's going to enable you to have that conversation or, or have that interaction with your wife or your kids in a way that allows you to be your best self and brings out the best in them. What would that guy, you know, that whole healed, godly, grace-filled version of yourself, what would that guy do? And what would it take for you to lean into that? Maybe you don't think that you could do it perfectly, but you could do a little bit more than you're doing right now. And even if it's one centimeter closer to that version of yourself than what you normally do, that's progress. Give yourself progress for that. So you lean into that vision.
Um, and you consistently do that, you know, baby step by baby step, minute by minute, day by day, you're, you're able to get to that place where you are becoming more and more of that whole healed, godly, grace-filled self who in every action and every interaction, you are working to identify what it means to be your best self and to bring out the best in your wife and your kids. You're hungering and thirsting for the right order, the righteousness that God created you and those you love to live in. Now, what if you are struggling? What if you really are having a challenge there? Well, that's where you want to get a coach. You know, now that coach actually could be your wife. You know, we, we don't tend to think of our, our spouse as our spiritual director. Um, and and it, granted, you know, the, the, our spouse can't play the full role of, of a, of a you know, professional trained spiritual director, but they should be our first go-to accountability partner. They should be our first go-to prayer partner. You know, our spouse should be that person that we turn to and say, you know what, I'm really struggling with this. I want to be more of this. Um, could we pray about that together? You know, could you help, you know, gently remind me, you know, whenever I, I'm slipping and, and come up with specific ways to do that. Like, you know, cause if your wife comes alongside of you and says, you're not doing that thing, you're going to get defensive and upset. But if the two of you work out ways that she could help you be accountable gently, you know, you know, just maybe touch me on the shoulder whenever you see me doing that thing or, or, you know, remind me that we had this conversation. Just, just help me here are some ways that you could help me stay on track that I wouldn't get defensive or upset about, you know, so getting that coaching, um, if, if you need more support than that, then perhaps seeking a good life coach or a Catholic counselor to really help you um, achieve those goals in that specific area where you need some spot training, but, but not being afraid talking with your pastor, you know, if their pastor is available, a lot of times pastors don't have time for those kinds of things, but, but ideally um, having that kind of relationship using confession for this, you know, all of these things, um, you know, confession certainly isn't psychology and it's not counseling, but, but it is accountability, you know, and if you're struggling to achieve a virtue, there, there, there's sin that's getting in the way, you know, identify that sin that's getting in the way, go to, go to confession regularly and, and, and have that spiritual accountability, you know, make sure that you're able to uh, really get the outside support that you need, whether it's, you know, that, that accountability from your wife, that spiritual, the spiritual resource of getting that, that, uh, uh, that graces from confession, uh, or seeking a good professional Catholic life coach or counselor at a place like catholiccounselors.com, you know, but, but getting that, not being so proud that we don't get that support. You know, we, we do continuing education for our professions. We do, you know, additional training and certifications for our jobs. Um, we go to retreats and, uh, you know, other, you know, Bible studies and things to learn more about scripture. We need to know that we don't know everything about our personal lives and, inter and, and interpersonal relationships and getting that support from outside sources uh, is really important. But, you know, all of this orders us then toward that idea of hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And, and in our relationship with our heavenly father, you know, our father wants us to become everything he created us to be. He wants us to be those whole healed, godly, grace-filled self selves that we were meant to be before the fall. Because God imagined every single one of us before he created the world. Uh, and he knows what he wants for us. Just like you know what you want for your kids. And just like you see the best in them whenever they screw up. He wants the best for us. And that hungering and thirsting for righteousness means that I want to put that vision first before everything. And I want to use all the stuff that happens in my everyday life 
as an opportunity to grow in those virtues. I want to hear God speaking to me through that interaction I had with my wife that didn't go so well. I want to hear God speaking to me through that exchange I had with my kids that didn't go so well. And I want to bring that back to God and, and say, okay, Lord, what were you saying to me through that? You know, how are you inviting me in that tension, in that conflict, in that frustrating situation to be more of that whole, healed, godly, grace-filled self that allows me to hunger for righteousness in a way that enables me to be more of my best self and use words and actions that actually bring out the best in my spouse and in my children. And the more I'm ordering my prayer life to that, the more I'm ordering my thinking to that, the more I'm reflecting throughout the day on what God is speaking to me, the more I'm able to really be that leader in my domestic church because I'm using all the stuff of my domestic church life as a little way of holiness, as an opportunity to to see God moving in my home, uh, calling us all to greater holiness, calling us all to greater communion, calling us all to greater intimacy uh, and connection in him. And so this hungering and thirsting for righteousness isn't just about making sure that we're bringing down the law and having consequences, you know, for all the bad behaviors and, um, you know, just checking the boxes. It's really about opening up our hearts to seeing everything that goes on in our home as an opportunity to become the men God created us to be, the husbands God wants us to be, that our wives need us to be, and the fathers that God created us to be and our children need us to be. For more information, I'm going to encourage you to check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad. We talk more about this in there. Uh, of course, if you'd like more coaching and you haven't done so, I invite you to become a premium member of the Catholic Home Forum. That's Catholic HOM, stands for Households on Mission. And as a premium member, you not only get access to lots of great resources, um, but you get daily pastoral accompaniment from my whole team of pastoral counselors and trained Catholic life coaches. So if you've got a dad question or a marriage question you need some support on, you can just post it to the Home Builders Forum and get all the feedback that you need. And I, I, you know, we're getting feedback from our uh, members that, you know, within two weeks of joining, they're seeing, they're already seeing significant changes in their marriage and family lives. So I really encourage you to become a premium member of Home and check it out. And of course, if you need more intensive support, then CatholicCounselors.com is my practice, and you can check out the resources we have for you there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Bedatitudes podcast. And if you have more questions, don't hesitate to post them on the Catholic Home Forum. God bless.